Regardless of how you feel about Valentine's Day and that holiday, you can't help but think about love and how to really show love to your spouse and your kids. You're like, oh, what do I get them? What do I do for them? So it really means something and isn't just some transactional thing like another stuffed animal or box of chocolates, which may all be great. It may be a good match, but you're just like, how do I really make this count? So I want to give you a rundown of several ideas today of how to just be really intentional in showing love to our family and friends and just the simple ways we do that. And we start out from love languages, which I'll explain if you're not aware that is just an obvious starting place to really make sure they're receiving it down to an awesome calendar hack. So listen through to the end for all these different ways to really connect with the people that matter most to us And we, of course, want them to feel appreciated and valued. So these are some simple ways to make it happen. My name is Julie Redmond, and this is the Mom Made Plans podcast. You're here for practical strategies to go from scattered to being efficient and impactful in your home. Now let's get into some ways to show the love. The overarching theme of this podcast and our time hanging out together is really intentional living. And that includes being intentional with our emotions, intentional with our parenting, with our schedules and productivity and and being efficient and just really setting intentions with our expectations, with ourselves and others. Like it really covers so much. And I love that we can talk about different topics because it all falls under that umbrella of our life of just how do we be more intentional. And so one of those things that right now I wanted to bring up because it's almost Valentine's Day and it just is appropriate to talk about love. And I wanted to share just some ways to be really intentional with loving our family and our friends really well. And it's never really outlandish, over-the-top things. Not never, that wasn't the right word choice. We can certainly do that, and that means a lot. But really, it's in the small nuances of every day is where that lasting feeling of love from the people around us comes from. And so I want to just go over a few ways to just be more intentional with our, especially our family and, and how to make them feel loved and to do our best in our side of things to make sure um, we facilitate that. So I want to start out with the obvious of love languages. Um, I'm sure you've heard of them. If not, I believe the originator is Gary Chapman and the five love languages And there's some other, uh, we have a book that someone kind of took it on for kids and I think it's called like The Little Spot of Love or something like that. I've referenced on here before and I'm sorry, I cannot remember the exact title. You can totally message me and I will get it to you. But I remember reading through that book the first time and being like, oh, this kind of sounds like the five love languages. This is interesting. And then at the end of the book, there was a page and it went over the five love languages and asking your kids like which one makes them feel the most loved. And it's like receiving gifts or a hug or 
kind words, things like that. And so, yeah, just to go over those five, if you're not aware, I did not write these down. So let's see if I remember on the fly. Um, They are quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, and gifts. Not going to lie, this is edited, but there was a long pause there before I remembered gifts (laughs) because gifts are like my least Uh, they're like the lowest level for me. And so I either always remember because I'm like, oh yeah, that's the one I don't do or I completely blank it out. We have these five categories that are kind of our language of love, like what makes us feel loved. And for me, physical touch has kind of come and gone in like first place and out of it. And it's interesting because I think these can change somewhat over time. And I think that one's kind of knocked down on the list a little bit. Definitely quality time is always on top, no matter what for me. Interestingly enough, since becoming a parent, I think acts of service has jumped up there of like, give me some help. (laughs) Now, since quality time is tricky in this format with you guys, I would totally take some words of affirmation. Um, No matter if it's your gift or not, it can still definitely bless you. And so can I just selfishly ask for some words of affirmation from you guys for some love in my reviews? If you have listened to one or tons of episodes, would you just show me some love with a review or rating? If you're on Apple Podcasts, you just go down to the bottom on the the main episode page and there is write a review or Spotify rating, wherever you're at. It would mean so much and I would so appreciate receiving some love. So selfish shout out to fill my love tank (laughs) and share with me what you are needing over there so I can give it to you from this platform however I can to make sure you're feeling the love as well. So This is just something to think about like for yourself, but for those around you in your family to try and figure out what their love language is, because if you are just tossing gifts at people left and right, and that is not their love language, it's not that it's not appreciated, but it's just not going to fill their cup. Like if it's actually words of affirmation, they are just craving encouragement and meaningful words from you, and they keep just getting a gift. And it's like, okay, great, but I'm still, it just feels very passive and I'm not feeling loved by you. And so it's really important to understand what everyone's love language is and to really make them feel loved and appreciated by communicating in their preferred method. So this is super important. And I have a episode um, back earlier, like way back towards the beginning Um, about the five love languages as well and through the lens of the Bible, which was really fascinating. And I believe it was um, Kurt Bennett uh, was the guest on that episode. So feel free to go back there. Uh, It's probably like in the teens or 20s um, as far as episode number. Uh, Listen in more for that. That's very cool. And so working through these love languages is just going to really help you just know like, what do I do, especially for Valentine's Day for your husband or your kids? You're like, what do I do for them? This is a great place to start. And another place that is super helpful and helpful for your friends and anyone else in your world that I've shared this tip as well of keeping a list of ideas of what they love and what they don't like as well can be very helpful. 
And you just kind of, as you notice like a particular food or a restaurant or show or just something you did really lights them up, this is something to take a note of. And I've used two methods in this and I kind of vacillate between which one I prefer. I do kind of like it in your phone contacts. You just go to a contact in your phone and there's always a notes section. And so in there, you can type in as these things pop up um, what those things are of like, oh, I know they really like this coffee shop or they love this dessert or they really seemed to feel encouraged when I asked them about their family and what they're struggling with. So, so I think they really like that quality time conversation. Whatever kind of notes you want to share here. It's just a go-to like when you want to intentionally like bless someone or make sure you're just showing love to them, you can reference your list and know how to just do something impactful for them. It's a super awesome, helpful hack. And I've also used a Trello board for this where each person has a card and just whatever ideas I write under there. Because then depending on not if someone's like in your contact list or you'd rather, I don't know, I always have that fear of losing information like with my phone. So for some reason, the Trello board feels safer, (laughs) like it won't disappear. But whatever works for you, just to keep an idea. And this is really great for your kids as well, just things that they respond really well to, just having that go-to list to know. And then another recent way that I really, this is so simple, but so impactful that I just had seen like a reel on Instagram from Eli Harwood, her Instagram handle is attachment nerd. And she's like a some type of therapist. I apologize. I didn't research what type she is in advance. But I've just recently in the last week started following her. So I'm I'm a new fan and getting to know her. But she had shared this kind of silly reel about learning something not through like school for therapy and parenting and all that, but like from her dog. And it was kind of funny. But the gist of this message was to light up when someone walks in the room. And I really responded well to that of just making a big deal. Like when your kids get home from school or wake up from a nap that you, your face like lights up and you're happy to be around them. And like when you walk in, if you work outside the home, when you walk in or someone else walks in at work and you actually make eye contact and smile at them. And when you stop and think like walking into church, anywhere you go, when someone just makes eye contact or smiles at you or anything like that, you get that little burst of feeling really good. Like it has this connection. And I just thought randomly of like, there must be proven statistics because certain stores you go into, there's always like someone greeting you, you go in the five below store and they're like, welcome to five below. And they make sure to draw attention to you. And for some reason, it's kind of like, ah, I'm used to this, but there's still some subconscious level of connection there that you're like waiting to hear them say it. And if they don't say it, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> just this concept of just being really happy. Like when your husband gets home and things are crazy with the kids and you're doing tasks and it's all just like, ugh. You're so overwhelmed and you're just glad they're home and you want to check out. Just taking a few seconds to really look at them and show like true appreciation that they're home and you're excited to see them. And this leads into my next one, 
to when my, so I have nine-year-olds and they get home from school and it is always so hard to figure out what to say because you're like, how was your day? And that never gets you anywhere. Like maybe okay or a thumbs up or like thumbs in the middle or whatever. There's not much happening there. And so checking my expectations and still working out different things to go for these like conversations. But that I'm like, you know what? My default thing is I'm just going to be like, hey, I'm so happy to see you. So I light up. I practice the last tip, just like lighting up, smiling and like making eye contact, like pausing what I'm doing and be fully present with them and be like, I'm so happy to see you. You can tell it makes a difference than when you're just kind of busy doing your thing. You're like, hey, and like not really looking at them or whatever makes a huge difference. So it's like all these little nuanced pieces that add up that make us feel loved and appreciated and that people really care about us and want to be around us. So just think through some of those things and really that key piece of being fully present and not so distracted. So like when you're talking to your spouse, like to put the phone down and actually make some eye contact and with your kids, like just practice being more present and that you really care about them because it does say something when you're just constantly multitasking and distracted while engaging with other people. It doesn't carry the same weight. Like put yourself in the other person's shoes to be like, how would I feel right now if I'm trying to talk to someone and this is how they're interacting with me? So just a little self-check there. And then I can't really say save the best for last, but my last tip for you is like one of the best practical tips. And it's kind of on the same lines of keeping that list of ideas in your phone contacts. This one is how to use your calendar to really be connected on an ongoing level that you're remembering important things for other people. This is really helpful with friends and other family like outside of your immediate household. As you talk to people, I'm not just talking about like put their birthdays in your calendar and reach out to them on their birthday. Like, yes, that is certainly nice, but I think that's like the bottom level, like baseline amount of interaction but you can use your calendar for so much more. So if your friend loses a loved one and you put that in your calendar, so it's in your calendar every year that you're going to see it and you maybe just send them an extra special, Hey, thinking of you today, just something really simple. Maybe they are getting a new job and put that on your calendar of when their first day is. So you can send them an encouraging message the night before or that day or whatever And maybe they have an appointment that they're nervous about or their kids have one or there's a surgery, like all these things happening in our world that's just constant and we'll bring it up and talk about it and we hear about it. And then it's like a week later and you remember or they mention it and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. I feel like a terrible friend. So this is just a great hack to as things pop up, as someone mentions something, immediately put it in your calendar. And then you have this like amazing ability, like you have superhuman memory. And maybe I'm just so excited about this because I have such an awful memory and don't remember anything. It pops up at random times or something will trigger it and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. It has nothing to do with how much I care, how important it is to me. I literally just don't have 
that memory ability. <laughs> so I need all the hacks. So maybe you do too. And I think this is just super helpful just to keep things in your calendar all the time as just little cues to remember to reach out to someone. So just think of it. You can even in your Google calendar, make a, a separate one where it's just cues. And it's like, here's my cue to follow up with someone. Here's my cue to send an encouraging note, whatever you want that to be. I think it's just an amazing resource and hack. So that is your rundown of just really simple ways to intentionally show love to our family and friends and just make everyone feel valued and appreciated. And that is just a core need that we all have. And just shout out, of course, to God who knows all the components, like he knows our love language and everything we need to feel fulfilled. And so to make sure you're tapping into time with him and receiving love from God so that you can pour it out to others. All right, your intentional step for today is to think about these as skills you're building, not just to express one time a year on Valentine's Day, but all the time. So figure out which one of these you want to implement first. And I suggest the idea of lighting up when someone walks into the room, just practice of that quick, brief connection of a smile and just really genuinely being happy to see someone and just helping them feel noticed and appreciated and loved. And I know you can't see my face right now, but I hope you, you listening right now that I see you, I appreciate you for being here. And I am lighting up on my end that I am truly happy that you are here, that you are hanging out with me, And I hope we can connect and actually get to know each other a little bit. You can always message me. I always love hearing from you guys. And I just pray that you feel loved and appreciated today.